Welcome, welcome to the Lighthearted Podcast Adventure with four pastors who discuss God, His Word, and some other stuff. This is Pastors, pastors Live, a Rev FM production from Water Springs Church, Idaho Falls. Here now are Pastors Dave, Ty, Shane, and the other guy. Hey, look, the program started. Should we start? Oh, the program oh, hey. started. Hey, God bless you guys. Welcome to Pastors Live. Getting started. Should we go ahead and start, you think? Yeah. No, okay. let's do it. Hey, guys, welcome to Pastors Live. You are listening to us. I am Pastor Dave Coleman. I didn't know we were starting, so I apologize. To my left is Pastor Shane McCurry. Hello, I'm Shane McCurry. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not. I'm not us. <laughs> and to my right, Pastor James Runcorn. Hello, I'm James Runcorn. Of Hope Church in Spencer, Iowa. Thanks Correct. for popping in here and doing our program with us. And under glass <laughs> is our producer, all-around nice guy. Uh, what is it? Head cook and chief bottle washer, <laughs> producer, engineer, voice of the valley, Gary Oil field trash. Hello. And sponsor. oil field. Did you ever work in an oil field? I did. Seriously. No way. Yeah. Where? Yeah, in, in uh, Will, uh, Williston, North Dakota. Oh, in North Dakota. Yeah, I fracked. But no kidding. Yeah. I, was I a, had no idea. I was a fracker. Look really? how much you and I have in common. Yeah. That's where I, I was, was going to go trash. North Dakota. That was your dream, right? Shane, yeah. to be oil North, field trash? North Dakota oil field trash was <laughs> yeah. where I wanted to go. Pretty lofty stuff. Why does it sound so insulting? It's like, no, if, if you were oil field trash, you're proud of it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, there were actually pretty crass bumper stickers. I'll clean it up. It just said oil field trash and proud of it. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Yeah, two weeks on, two weeks off. Yep. Right? And that's exactly why I wanted to go. Two weeks on, two weeks off. And the to... wage was low, but oh, you made your money in overtime. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's where yeah. it was like 18-hour <laughs> work days. Exactly. Well, and we heard stories that everybody would blow all their, their cash and money on, you know, whatever down there. And so my buddies and I were like, well, we'll just be dedicated to not doing that blowing it on our music mm-hmm. and we'll save it and bring it back and buy all the gear that we need instead of wasted on you know yeah. whatever and how'd that work out for you i never got to the north dakotas <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but you own you own a guitar or two now i do yeah, yeah. so do. god made up for it he sure did for yeah. it. he sure did he sure yeah. did there you go hey yeah. i have uh, a couple things. First of all, uh, we do want to thank everybody for tuning in. Hello. God bless you guys. We do want to thank you for tuning in. If you're in the local area, we do want to remind you that uh, this part of this broadcast is, is made possible because of Greenhouse Coffee. That's yes. Greenhouse Coffee, 2299 East 17th Street. And if you're in the Idaho Falls, Ammon, Blackfoot area, anywhere around here, please be sure to drop in at Greenhouse Coffee. Let them know you heard about it right here on Pastors live on the rev.fm. Um, so th- they're open, what, um, eight to three every day? Or is it uh, seven to seven three? to three? The coffee seven shop, yeah. Okay. Seven to three. And then the thrift store opens at 10. And I think they close at 4 30. There you go. I believe. There you so, go. Yeah. Cool things in the thrift store, by the yeah. way. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. You yeah, can I've get some really neat thrift store stuff. guy until I moved here. And it's like, yeah. oh, Man, they've got some cool... They've got golf clubs in there. They've got camping equipment. Right. Um, a lot of clothing. A recent discovery I made, too, was milkshakes at Greenhouse Coffee are right? actually very good. Yeah. Um, I did a mint chocolate chip one, and I asked them to put some coffee beans in it, and it was very good. So check it out, you know? And the cool thing about supporting those ministries is you're not just supporting something, you're you're supporting people. That's right. 
you're supporting people when you when you go to greenhouse and water springs. You're supporting right. the community in a time of need as well. So the yeah. uh, like if a family in town has their house burned down and the Eastern Idaho Chaplaincy Program goes and responds, they will take them to the thrift store yeah. at 2 a.m., 3 a.m. when they've lost stuff just to gather some supplies that they need. Yeah. It is a ministry for the community. That's right. Yeah. So that's a cool thing. So please go by and check those things out. Let them know you heard about it here and, um, and, and support it. Yeah. You know, I do um, quite a bit of discipleship over at Greenhouse. I mean, I love my office. I love being on campus here. But it's a cool vibe. Yeah. You can go over there and get a cup of coffee or a latte. I've got a guy that I meet with that always gets the latte. And I'm like, all right, dude, I'm <laughs> discipling you. Before we're done, <clears throat> yeah, I'll make a man out of you. We're going to get you some espresso <laughs> down your gullet. But anyway, uh, it's all good. Um, my wife likes the uh, that kale salad. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's, it's, not, it's actually not bad. Yeah, yep. the dressing and the oil that they put yeah, on yeah. it is pretty good. I yeah, like it. For sure, for sure. Breakfast so, burritos bomb, too. Oh, I do have to endorse the breakfast burrito yeah. completely with bacon. There you go. It's really good. Yeah. I was there about a couple of days ago and I overheard a conversation on the phone. So I was ordering my my drink. Someone called in and they're like, get me three breakfast burritos to go, please. Nice. <laughs> there you go. And I was like, right on. <laughs> Very cool. So anyway, that's enough about Greenhouse and the thrift store. We do hope you'll you'll swing by, check them out. And uh, support them. Let them know you heard about it here. Hey, we've got a couple of questions. Yeah, you want to go first or me, James? No, you go ahead. Okay, this is from uh, our good friend Henry Bencher. You guys remember Henry? He is in Craig, Missouri. Nice. So uh, you guys have been there. He says there's not much in Craig, Missouri, but there is a Baptist church. Of course, it's Missouri. Uh, and a radio station. And we really enjoy your podcast. So very cool. Uh, Henry, thank you for letting us know that. Yeah, Henry, um, that's awesome, I man. am actually back in school in Missouri. I'm, I'm doing some online classes through Baptist Bible College in Springfield, Missouri, and um, working on another degree there uh, and and I happen to like that school very much, and I've got some good friends that are involved there. Hey, also, Henry, uh, my old roommate uh, is a state senator from Missouri, uh, Mike Moon. So if, if you bump into Mike, let him know that you, uh, uh, you, you know his old buddy, Dave Coleman. In fact, I'm going to see Mike. I'm going to be there in January. I'm going to be in Missouri. And um, Mike and I and, and our wives will go out to supper. So I love anyway, that. Hey, hey, it's let me cool know place. when because uh, it's about eight hours away from where I'll be. Because my <laughs> Just my drive son, on down. Yeah, well, that's where my son and, and daughter in law and grandkids live in, in Springfield, Nixa. Oh, and Nick, yeah, yeah. You can't tell the difference anymore. When I first went there to college, it was like you would drive from Springfield. Hey, let's go down to Nixa. And I mean, it was literally like <clears throat> you you. There was this huge, right. you know, space between them, and now everything's so built up there. You don't know when you've left Springfield and entered Nixa, right? But Gary, my son, has informed me that nowhere near Springfield do they have uh, pastors live. It's just in select spots in Missouri. Missouri, what? Yeah, really? So, well, can we- you can contact KWFC yeah. or KLFJ yeah. in Springfield, Missouri, and say, "Hey, listen, you got to use these guys." That's right. There you go. Yeah, KWFC exactly. is a Baptist Bible College radio station, and KLFJ is the Central Bible College radio station. I think we should have dueling pastors. Yeah. Nice. What That'd is your nice reference? <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I wish you could have seen Dave's fingers as he was playing the air, air banjo. The air banjo. Air banjo. Yeah, of course. So, Dave, what degree are you working on right now? Uh, it's a Bachelor of Science uh, with an emphasis in counseling. Cool. Nice. There you go. How much time do you have on that? I'll, I'll be walking in January. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, there you go. Congratulations. Yeah, That's, then I would love man. to come to that to watch cool. you walk. Well, there you go. I do walk from time to time. <laughs> I want to be about ten thousand steps a day. <laughs> I want to. I want to get one of those uh, pictures of Dave's face, like you know the little three by five foot, you know, and stand up and go, Dave, when he's walking. <laughs> yeah, I'll be sure to let you know when. That, that, that sold me on it. <laughs> Although it can, it, from time to time, the winters can be a little treacherous in the Ozarks. Oh, yeah, I remember trying to get out of the. We used to call it the pit. And so it, down by the cafeteria, the field house there at BBC, you'd have to go up this driveway. And uh, I'll tell you what, there were times in January when it was like, oh, we almost got up to the top. He'd be sliding back down. It's like, you know, don't let that guy hit anybody. And people be over there pushing cars, you know. Right. And it was brutal. But then, you know, it's not always that way. But, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. So I, I don't know if cool. I'm going to take do my master's program there or not. Um, guys my age. You can get your master's here at ISU for like five bucks a credit hour or something like that. That's cheap. That's so yeah, cool. They practically give it to you, you know. So, hmm. But I'd also like to maybe keep going through uh, Baptist Bible College and Theological Seminary. That so, would be fun. I think yeah. that's in your wheelhouse. It, it will be. Yep. And it will be. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, brutal. Anyway, hey, we still have half a program to do, and Pastor James has also a question. Yeah, this comes in from Doug here in Idaho Falls. Hey, Doug. He says, hello, pastors. Hello, hello, Doug. I have a question on confession. I was taught about the three C's, conversion, confession, and celebration. Oh, but I've struggled with the repentance process for many years. I find that yeah. there's a link between how well I confess and how often I blame others and justify myself. I pray and confess every night, but am I being forgiven or is there another process? Well, uh, number one, mm. just to answer the last part of it, am I being forgiven? Uh, how many times does Jesus need to die for each sin that you do? Um, scripture tells us that he died once. One time only. And that blood atonement was powerful enough to pay the price in full for the sins of all humanity once mm -hmm. and for all. So when you confess uh, and you confess Jesus as Lord and you ask him to forgive you for your sins, you it's a one and done. You are washed by the blood. Now, what's the purpose of ongoing confession? That's relationship with your father. When you continue to sin, um, that drives a wedge. And Paul even talks about how you know doing certain sins will will hinder your prayers, um, and that's not because God's going to be like, well, you did that, so I'm not going to listen now. It's more like right, right. it's 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 a thing that the enemy can use as a lie to say, well, you've sinned now, you are unworthy to talk to God. You've sinned now, you are unworthy to serve. Those kinds of things help to cripple. Uh, Christians who could be effective because we're all under the umbrella of sin. We're still in the sinful flesh. Paul talks about how he struggled against, you know, doing the things that his sin nature uh, in the flesh would would have him prompted to do, and those are the things he didn't want to do, but he keeps doing them. But when we're when we're in Christ's presence, that's all going to be gone. So that'll be that'll be the the finality of sin once we're in His presence. But the 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 confession helps build that relationship. You know, there's vulnerability and trust that that you have with your heavenly Father, and uh, I, I don't know if that's a softball 
uh, that I toss your way, guys. But well, no, I think you're you're making a great point there, Pastor James. It's it's an interesting thing, and John, and this isn't part of our reading. Um, although, like Shane was pretty excited about First Corinthians thirteen today, we'll get they back to that. Love. But in John chapter six, right, they come to Jesus and say, "What must we do to do the works?" Plural works with an S of God. And uh, Jesus' response, somewhere around verse 29, verse 30, somewhere right in there in John chapter 6, Jesus says, this is the work, singular, of God, that you believe on him whom he has sent. And so um, our sins, plural, are all forgiven. Every single sin is forgiven, right? With the exception of one unbelief right unbelief is the sin that is not forgiven so here's the big questions well then why do i have to confess if i'm already forgiven and i i said a prayer when i was you know six years old or 18 years old whatever it is you said this prayer and you said jesus uh, i know that i've broken your law and i confess to you my sin i believe that you died on the cross for my sins that you were buried and rose again, and I received that, and I accept you into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. Done. I don't have to confess my sins anymore, correct? Incorrect. 1 John 1, 9 is written to Christians, and he says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Well, wait a minute, Dave, you just said all my sins are forgiven. Now you're saying when I confess my sins, he's faithful and just to forgive my sin. So what are we talking about here? And here's the deal. Why do I continue to sin even though I'm a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ? Um, It's real simple. Pastor James was just quoting from Romans chapters 7 and 8, specifically chapter 7 where the Apostle Paul said, it's because that old nature is still alive inside of me, man. And when I confess my sin, what am I doing? I am putting that old dude to death. I am putting him back where he belongs. And I do still have that old nature. And it still wants to lust or have greed or be angry and throw a temper tantrum or tell lies or steal or whatever sin so easily besets you. Your old nature still wants to do that. And when he gets away with it, I do need to confess that. Why? Here's the deal. Because I'm a Christian, when I stumble, when I fall, when I'm not exercising faith, hope, and love, and those things that that Shane talked about uh, off the air that we're going to give you a minute here to talk about in 1 Corinthians 13, when I'm not practicing those things, the Holy Spirit convicts me. If I'm not convicted by the Holy Spirit, if I can just go out and lust, or be greedy, or tell lies, or steal, and it doesn't bother me, <laughs> that's a problem, right? right. Yep. That means that's, that's, a, that's really good evidence that the Holy Spirit is not alive and well in me. But the fact that I can't think little of Pastor James and think, oh, I can't believe he said that, or did that, or whatever it is, and I, you know, he's a terrible guy. If I can do that and I don't have the Holy Spirit going, hey, you know what? I love that guy. I died for him. He's mine. I've adopted him. And that's none of your business. If that doesn't happen to me, I should really be checking myself 
Am I born again? You know, if if I think little of Shane or I belittle Shane to James, I, I, I go to James and go, oh, can you believe Shane wore that, said that, did that, whatever, um, and not be convicted? That's a problem. Right. Right. You know, linking 1 Corinthians 13 to the conversation, um, you're talking – What's our what's our friend's name, James? This is uh, Doug. Doug, Doug from that's Idaho right. Falls. right. Doug, you were mentioning, you know, um, repentance and confession and the and the process of that. And and what I want to mention really quick that that you know I, I get what you're saying, and I think that when we when we link it too much to a process or an order of operations, right. yeah, the three C's, it becomes it becomes religion, which we talked about on our Monday uh, program, and and did re- we? <laughs> religion doesn't religion doesn't work, and right. it, it leaves you feeling guilty still and unsure. And I think that's why Paul writes to the Corinthians about love and what it really is. And so one of my encouragements to you, Doug, is is instead of going um, with a process or looking for a process, look for auth- an authentic um, conversation with the Lord your God that comes from your heart and a place of love because love is is not thinking about you. In 1 Corinthians 13, that's essentially the paraphrase for what Paul tells the Corinthians. He says, love, love's not about you. It's, it's about something greater. It's about one, the Lord, but it comes from the Lord, but it, it benefits everybody else more than it benefits you. Mm-hmm. And when you have that attitude coming before the Lord in confession of, I love God and I want to align my heart with his. And man, I I am sorry. I am sorry for this sin that I've done, no matter how small it is. I mean, uh, there's times where I have done something so, you know, in the eyes of man, so insignificant, right? Where it's a, a little, little tiny sin in our verbiage. But to God, it's a huge deal. And and so whether but why is that right? Because he is light, and in him there's no there's darkness no at darkness. All. There's no variation, right? Right. right. To so God, any sin, sin that I can sit here and say, what's the big deal? Yeah, he's like it's a huge deal. It's and and I want to align my heart personally with that of the Lord's, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. to make it a big deal in my heart and align it helps me personally with my my confession and my repentance. It's not just like, oh, I messed up, I'm going to go to God and okay, he'll help me or whatever. No, no, no. I I I tie it down to the anchor of my soul being the Lord, and that links to faith, hope and love. The greatest of 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 our Christian walk is summed up in those three things, right? Mm-hmm. As Paul says, my hope is in the redemption of Christ, my faith is in the work of Christ. Mm-hmm. And my love is anchored to my faith and my hope. And that helps me actively live the Christian walk. And so I I don't know if that'll help with your, with, with walking in repentance. I hope that makes sense to you, Doug. And I hope that, um, you know, you can walk forward and be confident that, that God is not angry at you. He's not upset with you. He's not disappointed. Um, he's just waiting for his son to come home and talk to him. Well, yeah, and you know, and you know this, Shane. A, a few weeks ago, I had the privilege of teaching First Corinthians thirteen down in Pocatello at our our Water Springs campus there. And when when you think about faith, hope, and love, there's there's three. Oops, pardon me. There's three um, 
uh, facets of time, if you will. Faith is dealing with the past. Mm. And he says, there's, there's now abide faith, hope, and love, right? Faith is dealing with the past. I'm confident that Jesus, because Jesus came, right. hope is dealing with the future. Right. I'm confident because Jesus is coming, right? right. So I have confidence in my relationship with God because faith, Jesus came, because hope, Jesus is coming again, right. and because love, Jesus is right here with me right, right now. And that's what we're supposed to be because Paul says, and the greatest of these is? Love. love. Right. It's that right now, Doug, this very second, you have a relationship with God, and there is an enemy who absolutely hates your guts. He is roaming the earth, seeking whom he may devour, and he wants to tell you, oh, you succumbed to that temptation. You're a lousy. If you were really a Christian, you wouldn't have done that. And right. how You don't have any right to talk to God. God doesn't even want to hear from you because you're such a loser. Right. And so we, we are running on the close of our program here, and an encouragement that we have for all of our listeners is confession is, is not always a single thing. In James chapter 5, it says that we need to confess our sins together. Right. And so a lot of times that helps with the ownership of what we're going through. And find a good buddy, find a good pastor, find a good church that maybe you're already a part of and, and go to people that you trust. Don't go to everyone or, you know, someone you, you don't know. Go Social to someone media. who knows you. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Go to someone who knows you, someone you are in relationship with. And if you're struggling with stuff, talk to them, confess yeah. it with them, and then pray 100%. together, man. Yeah. But that's all we got time for today here on Pastors Live. You are loved, you are family, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Pastors Live is a Rev FM production from Idaho Falls, Idaho, and is made possible by the Ministry of Greenhouse Coffee. Send your questions and comments by email to pastorslive at therev.fm. Then listen for their response on another episode of the lighthearted podcast adventure, Pastors, Pastors Live. Live.